2: everyone and welcome to the Privacy Pros Academy podcast. My name is Jamila and I'm a data privacy analyst at Casient Privacy Experts. With me today as my co-host is Jamal Ahmed, Fellow of Information Privacy and CEO at Kaseant Privacy Experts. Jamal is an astute and influential privacy consultant, strategist, board advisor and fellow of information privacy. He is a charismatic leader, progressive thinker and innovator in the privacy sector who directs complex global privacy programs. He's a sought-after commentator, contributing to the BBC, ITV News, Euronews, Talk Radio, The Independent and The Guardian, amongst others. His Privacy Pros podcast reaches audiences in over 100 countries and is ranked the number one privacy podcast in the world and one of the top three GDPR podcasts. And Jamal, you've recently been shortlisted for two Picasso Awards, uh, Best Educator and Best Privacy Leader of the Year in the Consulting Category, So congratulations. Thank you,
0: Jamila. And thank you uh, for such a lovely introduction as always. So yeah, the Picasso Awards, I mean, it's something that I'm really excited but nervous about at the same time. And like, obviously, they don't tell us anything. And so I'm not sure why I was chosen as a finalist for both the best educator And the uh, I think it's Privacy Leader of the Year for the Consultant category. Mm
3: -hmm. And the
0: Picasso Awards, they're designed to reward the people who have made an outstanding contribution in the dynamic and fast-going sector of privacy. And this includes professionals and companies um, who are using their resources and their innovation to increasingly meet those complex legal demands, pushing through privacy thought leadership and innovative protections to protect people's personal information. There's actually 15 award categories in total, which honour both organisations or individuals that are shaping our present-day landscape of privacy concerns with new ideas about how we should go forth from here onward into the future. And the thing with these the awards is, every time you get an award and the finalist for an award, it's great, but then it brings out this part of me which I don't like. And the thing is, like I go, you, you go about, you do what you do, you serve people, you're happy. And then you get nominated for this award and you think, okay, if it happens, it happens. It happens. And you get, you get, get, then you get shortlisted as a finalist. And that's when things go wrong. for me. It's because <laughs> the moment you get shortlisted as a finalist, suddenly it becomes something that you think about and something that you get nervous about and apprehensive about and you start thinking about. Whereas if you was never shortlisted, you'd never think about it. And then you start looking at, okay, who else is shortlisted? And then you start getting your hopes up. Oh, yeah, I want to win this. And then you go to the actual awards and you know you've got one in six, one in five, one in eight, however many find there are a chance of winning it. But you sit there in anticipation that you might get it. You never write a speech because you don't want to imagine you've got it because you see everyone else. And, you know, you're always up against amazing people and these Best Educator Awards, if you have a look at it. I think I'm up against um, three academics, somebody from BT. Um And everyone else is from, like, really large, multinational companies. And then you've got me, someone who's not even trained as a lawyer, competing with all of these guys. And I just think, oh, why do you do that to people? So I'm excited. I'm grateful that they recognize some of the fantastic work we're doing at the Privacy Pros Academy. But at the same time, there, there, there's pros and cons from a personal point of view on that. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Well, congratulations anyway. Welcome to CP versus CIPF, the ultimate guide to the right privacy certification to accelerate your career. We're going to hear from Matthias Boll uh, who is responsible for international challenge development at the IAPP. Myself, Jamal Ahmed, I'm a global privacy consultant at and Privacy Experts. We're also going to be fortunate enough to hear from Lisa Spink, our specialist data privacy recruiter. And we also have a special guest today, Douglas Foreman, who is the director of certifications at the IAPP. So we're all in for a treat. So the whole reason we're all here is because we wanted to share with you how to accelerate your privacy career without feeling like an imposter, wasting time and money. Now, some people get a bit worried and say, look, what about if I've got tons of experience in another domain? I don't want to take a salary cut. And I don't actually want to hit and start again at the beginning. And what I say to that is, if you already have tons of experience, that's fantastic. Because you're already bringing so much value to the table. When you add the CIPPE certification, when you know how to make all of those things simple, when you know how to bring that passion into the role, you bring so much more value. And we've had people like Moji who actually went from being a business analyst to becoming a director of a multinational privacy consultancy and earning six figures. How is having tons of experience in another domain actually helpful for people who are looking to pivot their career into data privacy, yourself without having to take a break? If we
4: are looking for a different domain, as in like you don't work in data protection, I think those skills that are transferable are the senior stakeholder piece and the training piece. One thing I've learned from many, many DPOs is that you'll have a DPO in a business and they might have loads of different areas that, Spread off this 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 what this company and loads of different divisions, yeah. um, and I think the main challenge that people come up against is the fact that it's getting data protection embedded into the core of the business because it doesn't work unless it's embedded. So they have to get finance on board, marketing on board, legal on board, all the other other teams and departments on board. And that is a skill in itself. So if someone has that particular skill where they've trained, they've developed, they've worked with senior stakeholders, then absolutely, I mean, that is so important to data
0: protection. It's definitely a transferable skill. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And the other thing I, I hear a lot from lawyers who are trying to say, hey, how can we break into this? Is they already have legal qualifications. They don't see why they should go and uh, get another certification if they already have the legal qualifications. Um, and you said you actually recruit a lot of lawyers in this case as well. Can you explain why even if you have legal qualifications already, the CIPPE actually helps you stand out?
4: Because the legal qualification won't necessarily go to as much detail as the CIPPE will in regards to privacy. So yes, and know it's you know, at the end of the day, there it will. It, you, you do your training contract, you pick your seats and off you go. Um, but in relation to data protection, it's very, very specialised, and it's only really been, yes, I know it's been around forever, but it's only been taken seriously since GDPR. You know, there was only a handful of people that bothered. Nobody really took a, a, took much detail to the DPA. Was it 2000? I can't what year it was now. Um but you know in fairness it was it's it's only recently that it's now become a regulation and it's important. So it doesn't really cover it. I mean yes it touches on it but not like the CIPPE does. The CIPPE will give everybody so much more depth because it's just focused on nothing but privacy. Where you're training where you're retraining contract and from a privacy perspective, from a legal perspective, it covers all areas commercial law and contracts and mergers and acquisitions and litigation where you, CIPPE isn't it's pure data protection.
0: Now, we're going to share some top secrets Mm -hmm. on how to really make sure they stand out ethically against competition. And when we were speaking, you you were actually explaining some of those things. Could you share three top secret tips for our uh, audience today, please?
4: detail please put lots and lots and lots of detail on there going people don't put detail on the cv and then they go on interview and they interview with a dpo and they think well, i don't need to go into detail about what a dpia is because this is their a dpo they know what a dpia is but in hindsight that dpo wants to know how you do a dpia yeah. so don't don't be afraid to give detail um I'd like definitely 100% look at the CIDPE. Um, I'd look at the one trust as well. That seems to come up an awful lot, even though it is a transferable system. And passion is your big key. People want people who are passionate in that area. Senior stakeholder experience as well and training throughout the business. Shorten the first part, the older part of your CV and bulk up your recent part of your CV and make it relevant to where you want to be. So if you haven't got shares in this area but you have done the cippe CIPP course i would put that experience in your in your kind of profile to show people where you want to be and what you want to do
0: fantastic there's some amazing secret tips there uh, lisa uh, we should actually put a paypal link and get people to buy you coffee because that's been super valuable thank you so much for your time and i look forward to catching up you're with very, you Charlie. you're very very well you've heard from the recruiters that every single job just come across has asked for the CIPPE. But the CIPPE is a certification that is awarded by the International Association of Privacy Professionals. So if we're going to pursue a certification, it's important to understand the organization who is actually going out issuing this and why employers all over the world are fascinated and will not hire somebody unless they have this certification, for the most part. The other thing sometimes privacy pros say to me is, you know what, Jamal, I can do the certification. It's a big investment. Or actually, I can go and do a free certification. Or I can go and do a training with someone like the BCS or the PECB. Why should I go with IAPP? And Lisa has, without any doubt, showed you that every single job, privacy-related job you're going to see when you go and uh, have a look for applying for your next role, requires an IAPP certification. If you have one IAPP certification, great. I always recommend you start off with the CIPPE. And we look at the differences between the CIPP and the CIPM later with Doug. But as long as you have one IAP certification, you've got a chance of getting your foot in the door. If you have two, then you know what? You're already streets ahead. But before we understand why these certifications are so crucial, we want to understand why businesses all over the world are so fascinated with the International Association of Privacy Professionals. Matthias is going to share some industry growth and more information about the Action International Association of Privacy Professionals, Matthias, over to you. Thank you, Jamal. Good to be here.
5: A little bit about um, about the IPP. We are a non-for-profit organization. Privacy Pros is is one of our official training partners. We're delighted to have uh, Jamal on the roster here, providing the IPP training across the UK and other markets as well. The IPP supports the profession. So it is not just the training that we're talking about, but it's also we provide a host of resources and support connections. The IIPP is the largest privacy community in the world. We are mentoring um, new, new professionals coming into the space. We are supporting those uh, high power data protection officers that are looking to keep pace with um, with industry um, and, and protection laws. Coming, everything is happening everywhere. So um, as a as a professional association, we help professionals keep pace with data protection and privacy around the world. Certifications illuminate the pathway towards opportunities without question. As Lisa um, attested, IAPP certifications open doors. IAPP certifications are not easy. These are rigorous um, examinations, and uh, they are ANSI accredited to the ISO standards that that provide um a lot of credibility for employers to hire people that have these certifications. I would like to bring in Doug just to talk a little bit about um, the three core certifications that we have in the roster. Here. Uh, so thanks for having me.
3: Um, you know, everything that that Lisa and Jamal said, you know, to pair you for my comments is absolutely true. Um, in 2016, our most popular certification was CIPP-US followed by E&M, and they were distant seconds. And then that transformative moment in, in privacy and in obviously the IAPP as well occurred in 2017 when the GDPR came into force. And, and since then, uh, CIPPE has been our largest global seller of certification by far. It's, and and M, is, M is overtaken U.S. as well. So we've gone from U.S. E&M to E, M, and U.S., and now two-thirds of the exams we sell are EM. and And the reason that's the case is because they are excellently complementary. The CIPP mark and brand has been around for 20 years. When privacy was just starting out, it was, you know, it was basically about knowing the laws. There hadn't been any standardized way of actually, you know, operating a privacy program. People were figuring it out. So when you have a U.S., E, a Europe, and Canada, and Asia, most people go for the CIPP first, and they get that background in the principles and the law and and why privacy is so important. And then they move on to the CIPM or the CIPT, depending on how, uh what their job description is. So that's been the model we've seen mostly. I will say though that CIPM has been very popular globally where we, where we don't have a certification for that region. So in places like um, specific countries in Asia and South America, CIPM is extremely popular as a first credential because it gives people a, a good background in, in just how privacy looks when you're going to walk into a company. Those are just some backgrounds on our credentials. Like, like Matias said, we are accredited by the American National Standards Institute. Um, why is that important? Well, because if I could show you the the uh, ISO standard under which we're accredited, you would see seventy or eighty pages of requirements that that really are the foundation of our certification program. And whereas other programs that you might see come on the market quickly and and and, and talk about how how rigorous they are, they don't know rigorous until they've they've become accredited and have to prove to our accreditors that we are operating impartially, that we have a balanced group of of subject matter experts across the globe, that our, every question on our test goes through four or five rounds of review before they're even field tested. And then they show up on an exam. We have, you know, doctorate level psychometricians looking at all of our questions and our exam forms to, to, uh, to prove and validate that these exams are as as perfect as they can be. You know, we are all in-house in the IAPP doing that every day. Um, And that's, um, I think, a testament to why these certifications are pretty much a de facto requirement for any privacy professional going into work in Europe, the U.S., Canada, and increasingly elsewhere globally, in Brazil. Singapore and India is is
0: doing CIP or CIP alone
3: or through a provider the best option. I truly believe um, working at the IAPP with uh, Marla Berry, who is our our training director, and has a, a, a you know a, a team that develops you know our world class you know our textbooks and our trainings, and also our our channel team that is provi- that is working with partners like you across the globe that. Success is really predicated on on training, especially with our partners, you know, across the globe. You guys do such a good job. Uh, we you work so closely with, with our uh, IAPP team, and that's why you're official trainers, and why why we trust and have a tremendous trust in you guys to deliver that. So i I would tell anybody that the best way to go about getting certified is to uh, avail yourself of, of IAPP training. Through partners. Lisa mentioned this before, but you know, these are really tough exams and they're really rigorous. And that's another reason why these credentials mean so much to employers. You, all you have to do is go onto LinkedIn and see the badges that show up from people boasting about their certification and talking about how, what the journey was like. And that often they, they say this was harder than passing up my bar exam. Our exams are challenging and preparation is essential.
0: And I guess that that's exactly why it makes you so attractive to businesses all around the world. Thank you for um, taking those questions. And people are asking to say if you was to recommend the CIPPE or the CIPM to take first or next, which of those would you recommend? That's a tough one. I mean, in the,
3: one size doesn't fit all. I will say that you know when I meet with my certification advisory board and many of the other boards. They 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 are practicing professionals and they always recommend to their colleagues and to newer people to take a CIPP first. Like I said, I think if there's a, a country or region like like Europe, like the US, like Canada, that has a pre-existing CIPP, I think it's probably a good idea to do that first. Uh, the CIPPE, uh, it, has a, it has a higher pass rate, I can say that right now, than the CIPM. And maybe that's because it is more focused on the what and why of privacy. It's like what are, what are these basic what are these basic rules and requirements that the, that the, the European Union has decided is important to do to protect people's data. I think it's I think it's accessible that way because you're talking about fundamentals. When you move to CIPM and CIPT, you know it, it's it's about the how of implementing and it, and and. and People with some experience in doing that are more successful on the exam because the exam features, you know, scenarios that ask. So you're, you know, you're a you're a uh, privacy manager at this, you know, uh, business. In, in w- what case would you complete an audit on this, you know? And so, so there's there's definitely more of a how aspect to CIPN that that would make it a little more challenging for somebody who doesn't have maybe some experience in privacy. I'm not just, and and again, with the qualifier that plenty of people take CIPM first and are successful, but that's
0: my general
3: recommendation.
0: Thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing those key nuggets and gems. (laughs) I think we've got so much more clarity and it's reassuring actually as an official trading partner when somebody like you comes and explains these things. People ask me questions all the time, especially about should we do this like this, or should we do this, or should we do a certification? And obviously, I have a very biased answer. And they're like, Oh, but you just, you're, you're obviously, you're an official IAP training partner. You're going to push IAPP. But you know, the truth is, we've had PECB, we've had BCS come and so we'd love to have you on board to sell these for us. And I've quite openly had this conversation with Matthias. And I said, No, because I believe in the IAPP. I see where you guys are going. And wherever you go, it's the IAPP certification that people want. Now, for me to put people through training for those other ones, it's fine, but I'm not here to just sell training programs for the sake of them. We're not a training company. In fact, we didn't even do this until we realized that we can't fulfill our mission. So at Casey and Privacy Experts, we had one aim and our mission there was to help every single organization on earth to empower them with honest privacy practices so that they can help us to achieve my dream which is to make sure that every single person man woman and child on this planet has the freedom over the personal information and so I thought you know what the best way to do this is to go and work with really large companies because if I work with enough of them then we're going to make a dent so we went and worked with some of the large companies and you know I realized it's just a drop in the ocean and that's when we realized we had to create or a community of well class privacy professionals who come together and together we would go and empower those businesses to adopt those honest privacy practices and together we will be able to achieve and fulfill that mission of making sure every woman, every man, and every child on this planet can actually enjoy the rights over their personal information. And that's why we created the Privacy Pros Academy. That's why we have that community. And that's why all of those amazing people that are already part of the community and the people who are looking to become part of it really come together to support each other. Because it's not just about passing an exam. Anyone can go and pass an exam. And the truth is, if you want to Mm -hmm. get certified because you want to get an interview, you can read the book for yourself. You can buy some of those unofficial uh, questions that we know you shouldn't look at. And people do, and they go and pass, but you know what happens is you go to the interview, the recruiters don't call you back, and you're thinking, what's going on? And you might even be lucky enough to get in front of a hiring manager, but you don't get those job offers. The reason is because you can't demonstrate you have the clarity, the confidence, and the competence in a way where the stakeholders understand you know what you're talking about. Nobody wants to hear you recite Article 13 and Article 14 and Article 13. The people on the ground, the managers, the C, the CXOs on the board, they want to know what does that mean for us. How do we apply this stuff? And unless you go and train with a mentor who shows you how to apply all of these things pragmatically, there is no way you can read a book and teach yourself how to apply this stuff because you don't even know what it is that you don't even know. Okay. So here's the thing: the first thing you get when you come and you train with us is you get the official textbook. So this was edited by Eduardo, who's the data privacy pro for Hogan and Lovells. You might've seen him speak. And each chapter has actually been written by a privacy expert. And you get lifetime access to this. The next thing you get is, you know, they, they said these are some of the toughest um, exams and questions that some people come across. So we're going to give you some sample exam questions so you get used to what the questions look like and how to actually go about answering them. And this saves you time and money by not having to rely on unofficial sources with the wrong answers, which cause a lot of people to fail. It's going to help you to check your knowledge so you can see, actually, am I actually following this? Is it making sense to me? And it helps you to understand what the format is going to look like in the exam. So when you're under pressure, at least you know something that is a little bit familiar with you. And then we're going to give you the answers so that you can actually see what the right answer is and then explanation of why it's the right answer in case you are swayed towards answering something different. The next thing we're going to give you is the exam voucher. We're going to give you an exam voucher. And this is the exam voucher that you need. It's $550, and it's valid for 12 whole months from when you join the academy, which means that you can take the exam at your convenience. Now, I know some people want to take it straight away, so we've had Craig Proudfoot, who actually came to a weekend training with me, and on the Tuesday, he went and raced his exam. So you can take the exam straight away. Some people have stuff comes up, they want to plan the exam, something comes up, life comes up, right? So you can cancel it and reschedule it as many times as you like. And you have the option to take the exam both online, which means from the comfort of your own home, or you can take it offline by going to a center. Now, here is my top tip for anyone who's thinking of booking the exam and doing it online. Please, please, please go and do it in the center. Because when you do this online at home, it's very difficult to focus on an exam when you've got a weird guy staring at you The whole time and asking you to do things he's interrupting your thought process and the results and the statistics show that people who do a proctored exam are more likely to fail than the people who go to a center and do it there right plus you might have internet outages and there's all sorts of challenges i've heard people talk about nightmare stories i think even one of our own um, said she spent three and a half hours just trying to get through this exam because of all the technical difficulties now imagine you're already anxious about the exam, that's further anxiety that you don't want to add and it's going to put you in the wrong frame of mind, which is not what you want. You want to go there, you want to make sure that you're ready to ace the exam, which you will be by the time you finish uh, going through our five steps. So the next thing we're going to give you is one whole year of membership to the International Association of Privacy Professionals. And you heard Matthias and Doug really talk about the values and the benefits of being a member and part of the world's largest privacy association, you're going to get to network with the biggest community of privacy professionals at the top of their game. You will also be able to join your local knowledge net chapter, attend the meetings, and gain the CPE credits to maintain your certification, so you don't ever have to sit this exam again, because the exam, they expire after two years. But as long as you keep up your CPEs, then you should be able to continue to maintain that certification. So the Knowledge Net chapters and the meetings would help you to gain those CPE credits, which are so important. But more importantly, it helps you to meet the local privacy pros who are in your local vicinity that you can actually network with. You can find yourself another mentor there, and you can really get ahead of the game because they know about the opportunities as part of this Knowledge Net. The next thing, you get access to all of the resources in the IAPP's extensive library. Now, I'm not sure how often you've seen people sharing these IPV resources on LinkedIn, but all of the things that you see being shared around, plus more exclusively available to members, is all there for you. And you get 12 full years, a whole year's access to that. And then you get all of the member-only webinar replays as well, and the member-only webinars for you to enjoy. So that's everything. And then you also get a copy of the training slides. And one of the things I found is when people come to the training, they actually start trying to copy down every single slide. And I was like, you know what, when you train with me, you're not here to copy down the slides. We're here to engage. We're here to have a lot of fun. We're here to make sure that you get these learnings on a very deep level so you can go and have a conversation with a world-class privacy professional and feel like you're having conversation peer-to-peer. And that's exactly what helps people get recruited when they go and stand in front of a hiring manager who knows about privacy, the fact that they're able to hold a conversation and show that competence, even though they've never done a day's worth of privacy in their life, right? That's the difference that makes the difference. So you're not going to come to the training and try and copy down every single slide. We're going to give you the slides. You're going to make sure that you actually Enjoy the time there. You're going to interact and you're going to use this as an aid to refresh your memory on what was discussed during the training, which you're going to find is actually going to make your revision quicker and a lot more efficient. Now, the truth is all of these resources that I've shared with you, the official text of the sample exam question, the exam voucher, the IPP membership, the training slides, you can actually get that with any official training partner. And there's 120 official training partners anywhere in the world. And I encourage every single one of you to go and do your research before you come and speak to us about training with us because our... Training is by application only, which means we only work with people who have done the research. They are a good fit for us because you're going to become part of our community, and we only want people who actually uphold the same values as us as part of our community. The next set of research is the difference that makes the difference, and that's only exclusively available from us. The easy peasy pragmatic guide to the GDPR. And we've taken ninety seven articles, and we've actually broken them down to the point where it makes it so easy easy to really get your head around this and also have a conversation with anyone about what certain GDPR articles are saying. So when a stakeholder asks you, hey, what is Article 30? Instead of regurgitating the article and showing them that you actually have no idea, they could have read it out for themselves, you can explain, well, Article 30 actually says this, but what you have is the actual GDPR text, so you don't lose anything. The original text is there, and then when you've gone through the original text, you'll have a few lines where we've actually summarized it for you in a way that makes it easy pieces, that gives you the clarity and the confidence that you need to confidently go ahead and do your work competently and look good in front of those meetings. And the next thing you're going to get is the case summaries. And these are the case summaries that really help you to get clarity on what the law means, because these are case summaries from the Court of Justice of the European Union. Right, I don't know if you try to read these, but most of these case summaries, when you try and read them, are about 30 pages, and they're full of legalese. And even the lawyers, they feel like they're getting, you know, bored, and they don't have the time to read through them. What they would really love is a case summary. So we went ahead and we summarized all of these really important case summaries, so that you can get total clarity on the application of some of these points of law. So Weltymore that talks about establishment, and then you've got Shrimps One. Everyone knows Shrems 1 brought down Safe Harbour. You've got Shrems 2. You're all bored of hearing about Shrems 1 and Shrems 2. But how many of you actually read through the Court of Justice of the European Union full summaries and understood exactly what those things were about and the nuances? And I'm guessing not many of you, right? Not many of you. But the good news is you don't have to read through those summaries because we've summarized everything that you need to know in a way that's easy to understand. The next thing we give you is the enforcement actions. So the case summaries help us to understand the interpretation but it's actually the the enforcement action that helps us to understand what actually went wrong. Which articles have they violated or which principles have they violated? And What were the specific circumstances around that? The next thing you look at is, okay, they got fined this amount. So, for example, here we can see Biznode uh, got fined €220,000, but why that much? Why not more and why not less, right? Now, that's what we call aggravating factors. So, if there's an aggravating factor, they would have got fined more. So, have there been any aggravating factors that meant Biznode actually got fined more than they could have got away with? And other times we want to know are the mitigating factors, which means that in this case, BizNode, should they have been fine more, but because they've done something right, they've actually uh, had a mitigating factor. And these things are super important in your practice because when you know what those aggravating factors are, you can go and apply, make sure that you're not doing them. And when you see what those mitigating factors are, you can actually make sure that you actually need to go and apply them in your organization or for your employee able to speak about those, which makes you super valuable to any organization. Okay. So you've got the easy-peasy enforcement actions, and then you get to do the live training with myself. So I'm the only IEPP instructor that you'll see or you would have seen on television, on radio, and published in print. And companies actually pay me a daily rate of £6,000 a day to train their staff. And when you go onto my LinkedIn, you can see I've got people from UBS, Facebook, Heathrow Airport, Vodafone, STC. STC and Radisson Blue, some of the biggest companies in the world, they're sending their, st- their, their, their lawyers, sending their staff to come and train with me. So you get the value of the training with me without having to pay those corporate day rate prices. And if all of that's not enough, then I give you a pass guarantee. Now, up until two months ago, we actually had a 100% success rate. Two months ago, we had two people fail in the same week. right? For whatever reason, they couldn't pass. One of them he explained to me that the reason he failed was because he didn't actually get enough sleep the night before and then he just got really stressed out and it was just really bad, right? But it's okay, it doesn't matter. At some point, we knew our 100% success run was going to come to an end but the good news is after those two, it's picked back up again everyone else is passing again. But even if even if you don't pass, it doesn't matter. We guarantee that I will work with you and you can come to the train with me as many times as you want. The community will support you. My total team will support you. And we will do exactly what you need until we get you to a stage where you've been successful and you've got to where you want to get to. And even then, the community is there to support you the whole time. So you've got nothing to worry about. All the risk is taken out. And then if that's not enough for you, what I also do, what we've also done, just like those summaries, we've actually created the easy-peasy revision guide for you. And we break down every topic, we identify all of the key points you need to know, and you're going to be guided through your revision in an easy and manageable way. And this is going to really help you to get that clarity so you can build on your confidence. And that's going to help you to get the credibility and authority not only to ace the exam, but also to speak to your stakeholders, your future employers, the people that you work with in a language that makes sense for everyone. After the training, we also have community-led training. And one of the reasons I started the academy was because I figured out what my mentor told me is the best way to learn is to go and teach other people. And I encourage all of my mentees on the Accelerator program we come and train with us for 12 weeks to go and share their takeaways and to teach somebody else. And here is exactly what we do. So we've created a platform every Tuesday where we have community led revision sessions where one of you. Or someone in the community will actually come and he'll go over a topic to make sure that you get your doubts cleared. My team is always there to make sure that the right information is being passed. And you have the ongoing support and you have those refreshers and those boosts all the time to make sure that there's always something for you to get stuck in and involved in. And really um, make sure that you're taking yourself to the next level by sharing that knowledge. And this is the thing that most of the people, that everyone loves the most, it's that community of world-class privacy pros When you get support from each other. And the thing that people love about this is watching answers to other people's questions by different members of the community. You come here, you share your wins, you get invited in, and as soon as you're invited in, that welcome is the warmest welcome you'll ever receive anywhere. And the thing that makes this stand out and you'll see this, people saying this on LinkedIn when we release the videos of why they really love training with us. So they say that when they've gone to other training providers, what happens is they pay a fee, they're given a day, a contracted trainer will come in, read some slides to them, bore them to death for two days, and then that's it, this end of the relationship. We don't have that here. Right. At the Privacy Floors Academy, what makes us different from everyone else is the fact that I'm invested. The reason it matters to me that everybody does well is when you come and join our community, you're actually helping me to fulfill that mission, that vision, that purpose we have of making sure we're upholding the privacy right of every single woman, every single man, every single child on this planet. And if you want to be part of that community, then I'd love to have you there with us. And if you do join that community, I'm going to do everything we can to make sure that each one of us becomes world class so that we can empower those businesses and inspire other people to come and join us as well. And the last thing I want to share with you is this certificate of attendance. So once you come and go through the actual training, regardless of whether you're going to sit your exam at any time or not, what we are gonna give you is a certificate of attendance, which gives you the credibility that you've been trained, you've had the European Data Protection Training, and that's signed by both myself and Trevor Hughes, who is the president of the IAPP. So that should let every single person know, you've had the world-class training, it's endorsed by the IAPP, it's also endorsed by the Privacy Pros Academy, and you are a really good person for them to take a safe bet on. So if you want to apply to come work with us, and all you have to do is book a call. You will speak to our success consultant, You'll most likely speak to Ananya. Uh, she will take you through your options. She will explain this to you. And if the program is a good fit for you and you are a good fit for the community, she will um, invite you by making you an offer to join the community out of value which you won't get anywhere else which is why we encourage you to do the research before you come and speak to us so you can make an informed decision so that you know for yourself this is the best offer you're going to see anywhere on the planet.
1: If you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe, like and share so you're notified when a new episode is released.
0: Remember to join the Privacy Pros Academy Facebook group where we answer your questions.
1: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're leaving with some great things that will add value on your journey as a world-class privacy pro.
0: Please leave us a four or five star review.
1: And if you'd like to appear on a future episode of our podcast
0: or have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear more about,
1: please send an email to team at ksient.co.uk.
0: Until next time, peace be with you.